back. Good to see you guys here this morning. We are in a series called Kingdom Living, how we can live in the kingdom of God, how we should be living in the kingdom of God, because we are children of God. And we're taking a look at what it means to live as a children of the king here in this world. And of course, we become a child of God when we believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. As we are sinners, there's no way that we can get to heaven, but because Jesus died on the cross for our sins, and we acknowledge him as our savior, we become a child of the king. But living here on this earth, we also understand that we are caught in another kingdom. We are caught in Satan's kingdom here on this earth because God has not yet set up his kingdom here. So we're kind of caught in the middle between living as a child of God and living here in this kingdom. In fact, Peter writes this in 1 Peter 2. He says, you know, you are aliens and strangers living here. And people view us as aliens and strangers because we don't conform to the culture. We don't conform to the views of this world. Well, today, Jesse assigned me the topic of grandparenting in the kingdom of God and what that means. Grandparenting in the kingdom of God and what that means. Now, some of you are saying, okay, well, um, I'm not a grandparent, so I don't have to listen. Well, not quite. Hold on. Some of you are saying, well, I don't have any grandchildren, so it's okay, you listen. Some of you don't have any grandparents living anymore, or grandchildren yet, um, or have no children to have grandchildren. Hold tight, because it's going to affect you as well. So what I'm trying to say is that I think everyone, as you leave here this morning, are going to be able to walk away with something as we try to live as children of the king. A little over a week ago, I was talking to my granddaughter on FaceTime. And that's one of the things that I have learned as I get older is that trying to connect with grandkids gets interesting, especially when they're two hours away. But FaceTime works well. So we were talking and chatting and catching up. And I said, oh, by the way, um, I'm going to be talking about grandparenting. Hey, why don't you make a video about your grandparents? This is what she sent me.
As you can see, she has been influenced by her grandmother. <laughs> According to research, grandparents have the second most powerful influence in a child's life. According to research, grandparents have the second most powerful influence in a child's life. We have a great responsibility. We have a lot of responsibility to help shape the next generation as grandparents. Actually, as adults, we have a great responsibility to help shape the next generation. One of the amazing facts about children is how much that they learn just by listening and observing. They're like little sponges that just absorb what is happening around them. God knew that that is how children are because he created people. And in doing so, he gave a command. He says, you know, since children are this way, I want you to do this. So as the children were about to enter the promised land. Now, they just come out of Egypt. They were slaves in Egypt. They're entering their promised land. God's like, okay, look, we get a chance to reset we can hit the reset button here. We can start over again. And, and this is what I want you to do. Deuteronomy 4.9. Please turn your Bibles or turn your devices to Deuteronomy 4.9. We're going to be spending our time there this morning. Deuteronomy 4.9. You know, it's interesting when I would speak and I would tell people to turn your Bibles and you would hear all this rustling of pages, you know, to get to the passage. Nowadays, people turn on their devices. I can't hear a thing. So I don't know if you're turning to the passage or not. So it's like, okay, well, are they there? I don't know because I don't hear much. Uh, so I'm taking for granted that you have turned to Deuteronomy 4.9 or have it on your device says this, only be careful and watch yourselves closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. Let's go back to the first part of that. Only be careful and watch yourselves closely. Grandparents, that's, that's on us to be careful with how we live. Watch ourselves closely about how we act, how we talk, the things that we do because it's coming. Watch yourselves closely. 31 times in the Bible, we as grandparents, you as adults are told to watch yourselves closely. Because what we do affects the next generation. 
So God told Moses, warn the people, warn the people, watch yourselves closely. Why? So that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Don't forget the things that you have seen. And again, the context is the children of Israel are about ready to enter the promised land. And the parents and the grandparents, they have seen so much as the, the miracles in Egypt, the plagues that happened, and then the miracles in the desert as they were trying to get to the promised land and how God fed them with manna and quail and water came from the rocks and, you know, just stuff that you could not explain away. It had to be a miracle. And so God's telling Moses, 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 tell the people, do not forget the things that your eyes have seen. Don't let it ever fade from your heart as long as you live. Now, even their clothes did not wear out. Don't forget, don't forget what I have done for you, children of Israel. It's important. You might be thinking, okay, um, <clears throat> what, what has God done for me? I mean, I, I don't have manna. <laughs> kind of glad about that. Um, I'm really not into quail. Um, so I, what, what has God done for me? i tell you what he's done for you. He has saved your soul as a Christian. He has taken you out of the kingdom of darkness that you were headed to hell and has placed you into his kingdom. You are now adopted as God's child. And now you have... You had the hope of heaven that you're going to be there one day. God has changed you on the inside. He has made you a new creature. Man, there are many things that we can share. <laughs> many things that we can share. What God has done for us. He has set us on a new path in life. He has given us a new passion in life. So don't think, well, I, I'm, not sure what, I'm not sure what God has done for me. Uh, uh, well, let me go on. As a Christian, he has given you spiritual gifts so that you can be useful in his service. God has blessed you with every spiritual blessing that you need. God has sheltered you. He has protected you. He is watching over you. Sometimes we don't take time to realize all that God has done for us. But you know what? God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. We have lots of things to remember. We have lots of things to be able to pass on to the next generation. And the reason we are to remember this is so that we can teach them to your children and to their children after them. We are to remember these things to teach our kids and to our grandchildren. Now look, <clears throat> I know, I know that when your grandparents say, well, when I was your age, all of a sudden the eyes start rolling, you know, oh man, yeah, okay, yeah. We have to hear these stories again. Yes, because we are commanded to in the Bible. Just read Deuteronomy 
So when grandma and grandpa say, well, when I was your age, listen. Because they're fulfilling God's command in their life to you. Because they are passing on their knowledge. Because you know what? It was tough for my grandparents to make it through the recession. Man, it was tough. They shared stories of how they made it. That's an encouragement to me. Because you know what? When times get tough, well, you know what? My grandparents made it. Maybe I can too. That's why we tell stories to our children about, hey, you know, when I was your age, now I know, I know you walked to school uphill both ways in the snow without boots. Yeah, I know. But you know what? We share stories because there's a lesson to be learned. And we are fulfilling our biblical principle to teach them to our children and to our grandchildren. In fact, you know what? God has entrusted to grandparents and to parents a spiritual legacy that we have to pass on, that we will pass on. God has entrusted us to pass on that spiritual legacy. Do you remember your first grandchild holding that first grandbaby in your arms? Man, I sure do. I had to drive 10 hours to Indiana. It was a long drive. But that precious little person that was entrusted to us, all of a sudden my, my name changed from dad to pop-pop. My role was expanded because I now had another person in my family to influence and impact. When our children are born, we as a parent are the center of the worlds. Even though we couldn't love our grandchildren more, even if we tried, their attachment to us as grandparents is not hardwired. They weren't born to listen for our voices or search for our eyes. We had to introduce ourselves as grandparents, (laughs) which is why I think we just love spoiling our grandchildren because we want to introduce ourselves to them. We want to create a connection with them. And it seems like our culture gives us a free pass to spoil our grandkids with all kinds of indulgences that we never lavished on our children. You are important to your grandchildren in many ways. As a grandparent, you carry a lot of weight in what you say and in what you do and how you act. In a child's world, the mom and dad is the ultimate authority. But as a grandparent, your role is to be there to support and encourage and influence them. And we can do that through 
our life, and our story. As I was researching this, this past week, I came across a guy by the name of Larry Fowler. Larry Fowler, maybe you've heard him speak on Focus on the Family. At age 63, he started a new ministry called Legacy Coalition. And part of the ministry of Legacy Coalition is having a grandparent summit. And I'm going to share with you some things that he shares at these grandparent summits. And I'm going to give you the Reader's Digest version so we get out before lunch, okay? Number one, as a grandparent, understand your impact potential. Understand your impact potential and that, as I already said, you have a lot of impact. Number two, know your role. Know your role. You are not the parents. You are the grandparent. But yet, as the grandparent, it is your responsibility to help pass along a spiritual legacy. Because you are to remember what God has done for you, and you are to tell that story to the next generation. That is part of your role. That takes intention. (laughs) It doesn't just happen, it takes intention. We have a very clear mandate to pass along our faith to the next generation. I want to take a look at Psalm 78, 5 and 6. It'll be up here on the screen. Psalm 78, 5 and 6. He, that's God, commanded our ancestors to teach their children so that so the next generation would know them, God's principles, even the children yet to be born, and they in turn will tell their children. The principle of passing down a spiritual legacy from Psalm 78. The third thing that Larry Fowler says is model a life of goodness. That's why Deuteronomy 4.9 says, watch yourselves closely. Model a life of goodness. You know... Sometimes, the older I get, the easier it is to get cranky and to complain about things. Those stupid kids are so loud and noisy. Why don't they slow down? They have to run everywhere. Don't we? (laughs) Pretty easy to fall into that kind of mentality. Model a life of goodness know and recognize that they are children. And guess what? They are going to act like children because that is who they are. Number four, create great relationships with the parents. Now, this is for everybody. We as grandparents need to work on the relationship with our children. 
But you know what, children? You need to work on a relationship with your parents because grandparents are second in influence on your children. So work on a great relationship with your parents. Grandparents, we need to work on having a great relationship with our kids. Because if we don't, as grandparents, we're not going to have that open door to be with our grandchildren. It's not always easy. Because you know what? They don't always do what I think they ought to do as parents. That was kind of dumb. Um, and you, you are going to do what? Um, when <clears throat> uh, last fall, my daughter and son-in-law said, hey, we're going to go to Turkey for two weeks to help add a mission there to uh, work with orphans from the Ukraine war. And my wife and I both thought, uh-uh. No, 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 no. And we had a long conversation with our son and daughter-in-law because to leave their kids who are 8th grade, 5th grade, and 2 in 2nd grade. Did I get it right, Donna? Good. It's like, are uh, you going to leave them for two weeks? especially if one has attachment issues. Uh, yeah, we don't always agree, do we? <laughs> but developing a good relationship is important. And if you don't have a good relationship, don't, don't give up. <laughs> don't give up with your kids because your grandkids are too important. Work on understanding where your kids are coming from. Work on clarifying questions so that you can understand what they are thinking. And even in the end, you may not agree, but as the parent, you are to love unconditionally. You are to forgive unconditionally because your grandchildren are too important. Number five. Balance grace and truth. <laughs> At our small group, right, Pipers, uh, right, Fetterman's, we, we just talked about that at our small group this past week, what it means to balance grace and truth, to not come down too hard on the truth side. You better do this. With the grace side, you know, I understand why you did that. I don't agree with it, but let's talk about it. How we can balance between grace and truth. John 1.14 describes Jesus who was full of grace and truth. It should be translated, Jesus was full of grace and full of truth. You know, <clears throat> the older I get, the more Firmly, I hold on to what the Bible says. You know what? I don't care anymore what people think. This is what the Bible says. You better do it. But I have to watch myself. Because you know what? Jesus was full of grace as well. Not just truth, but grace as well. 
Sometimes it's, well, <laughs> it's my nature to respond with advice and opinions. Yep, this is what I think, and you need to do that. Right, Wilmer? That's how we are. This is the way it is. Now do it. Or maybe I can prepare the soil of my kids and my grandkids by coming at them with grace and love and let's talk about it instead of coming at them with, well, here's what you need to do. You know, I think the story in the Gospels of the woman caught in adultery. When the men brought to this woman caught in adultery, they were absolutely right. She was to be stoned. Jesus didn't say, don't stone her, because that was the law. <laughs> but Jesus treated her with grace. And at the very end, after he showed love and forgiveness towards this person, Jesus then said, leave your life of sin. Don't do it anymore. Jesus modeled what it meant to have grace. They also modeled what it meant to give the truth because we must do it. Number six, boy, this is a hard one, especially for us older people. Adapt to your grandkids' world. You know, my grandparents never had FaceTime. Good grief, I had to go see them to talk to them or see them in person. Now we can pick up the phone and do FaceTime, and it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, because I can interact with them, well, when they're available, but any day of the week, pick up the phone, do FaceTime, and you know what? Almost always, they're glad to talk to us. You know, how many of your grandkids are into video games? Oh, my soul, I can't even figure out what to do half the time. You know, they are flying so fast with their fingers on the controllers. It's like, how did you do that? What you do? And you know what? They crush me every time we play a game. I am terrible at Mario Kart. They beat me every time. You know what? I can think of a lot more fun things to do than sit in front of a TV and play video games. But you know what? They love it. They enjoy it. And you know what? If they can get joy out of beating me at Mario Kart, good for them. Because they can tell their friends that, oh, I beat Pop-Pop every time. And they do. With technology, it's hard to keep up. I know, being an older person, it's hard. You, you do what? I, this, but you know what? As grandparents, if we want to have an influence and impact on our grandkids, we need to adapt to their world. As I was thinking through this stuff, I thought, huh, I wonder what our kids here think of their grandparents. So I asked them. I said, hey, what makes your grandparents special? What makes your grandparents special? Here are some of their comments. They play board games with me. Keep going. 
They make good food. I love this one. Nanny makes amazing desserts. They play memory game with me. As long as we have a memory, we'll, we'll play a game. <laughs> they give me candy. Yes. They go to their house. Oh, I get to go to their house when my parents go away. They make me laugh. <laughs> and I found out because I'm usually doing something stupid. I didn't try it, but they just, you know, just, just the way it goes. <laughs> they care well for all of us. <laughs> they take us out to eat and have a sleepover for my birthday. I can ride with Pop-Pop in his truck. This last one's my favorite. My papa has a whole basement full of trains. You bet. They get me whatever I want. Just know, parents, that's because we're trying to build a connection with your kids, okay? So we get to spoil them rotten. We get to do those fun things. And then this last one. They teach me things. Pretty cool. Now, this was kindergarten through fifth grade. That was the response from kindergarten through fifth grade. Then I asked the sixth graders, sixth to twelfth graders, I said, hey, um, what have you learned from your grandparents? What have you learned? I have learned how to handle different situations. My grandma taught me how to put the string back into my sweatshirt. <laughs> my grandma taught me how to sew. This, this next one really got me. My grandparents taught me how to deal with one of my friends who was going through a lot. How to dig sweet potatoes. Everybody got to know how to do that. How to play baseball. How to play ping pong. Get this next one. How, how to help your siblings and love them when it is hard. Man, I started wiping tears away. <laughs> how to show love and respect. To people. What a healthy and encouraging marriage looks like. To not grow up too fast or act older than you really are. To cook some good food. And then about when they were young. Now, let me tell you a story when I was your age. You know what? <clears throat> you grandparents are doing a really good job. You grandparents are hitting it out of the park, folks. Good job. Good job. Keep it up. Keep up the good work. 
about being intentional of passing down a spiritual legacy. Now I want to talk to the grandkids just for a second. You know, we are old. We don't move as fast as we used to. There are times where we would love to play kickball with you in the backyard or play, play a game that we just can't quite do it. Have some patience with us because we do love you. We do care about you. And we do want to pass down a spiritual legacy to you. For you see, <clears throat> grandkid, you're, you're in a family because that is God's design. Because God wants people to impact your life. He wants people to show you how to live, to, how to respond. God wants to show you the way of God. That's why he puts you in a family, so that you can have people who love and care for you do those things. Yeah, kids, our lives have changed dramatically. I had a phone attached to a wall when I was growing up. You know, if I had to call somebody, I had to sit in the kitchen and talk to them with my mom or dad or, and everybody else right there. You know, our TV was, if we, well, we didn't have a TV for a while, but, you know, our TV was a little black and white. You know, the screen was like this big, and the console was like this big that it was in, you know? You know, our world has changed dramatically, kids. We are trying to keep up. We are trying our best to keep up. So have some patience with us. And you know what, grandkids? Thank you, thank you, thank you for helping us with our tech to figure out how our phone works and how our computer works. We appreciate that very much. And we will do our best. We will do our best to pass along a spiritual legacy in the best way we know how. Yeah, it might not you know, hit your button, say, well, that was really good, I'm glad they did that. Yeah, you know, maybe not. But we are trying to pass on a spiritual legacy to you. Be patient with us. And know that God has put you in a family so that we can do that. If you're here this morning and you don't have any children, know that just being here in this place, you are influencing the kids. You saw all those kids up, I don't know how many were up here, 30 kids? It's amazing. By you being here, you are influencing and impacting those children because they are watching, they are seeing what happens. Know that your life is having an impact on them. And you know what? It's okay to say hi to them. It's okay to fist bump them. Hey, glad you're here this morning. You know what? That will impact those kids for a long time. Knowing that someone recognizes them and 
hey, I'm glad you're here, giving a fist bump. You can have an impact if you, have, if you don't have any kids or grandkids. You can still have an impact. I'm done. Isn't that what we say? Grandparents, all right, I'm done. It's over. I hope that you take this to heart. It touched me as I was thinking through this this week. It was like, boy, Steve, you, you missed it here, man. You need to be more intentional about contacting your kids, your grandkids. You know, believe me, I am so, so jealous and envious of some of you grandparents to have grandkids two minutes away. Man, that just kills me. Mine are 50 minutes away and two hours away. See, I have to be very, very intentional about touching my kids, my grandkids. And it's hard because sometimes life gets in the way. But grandparents do it because you are the second most influential person in your grandchild's life. You need to do it. Parents, let us do it. Let us spoil them rotten, you know? That's our job, because we love them. We love them to death. And we want to have an impact on their lives. Let's stand together. We're going to pray, and then we're going to sing. God, it's pretty amazing that in the book of Deuteronomy, you, you are talking to grandparents, and you are telling them to pass down the stories of what God has done for them so that no one forgets. God, thank you for what you have done for us in saving us from our sins, in giving us a new passion for you, a new purpose in life to serve you, and the hope of heaven one day. God, thank you. God, remind us as grandparents to be intentional. God, remind me to be intentional to reach out to my grandkids. God, I pray for the grandkids here, the young ones and even the older ones who still have grandparents alive. God, may we be open to their wisdom, to their stories of when they were young and what it was like to handle the different situations that came up in life. God, thanks. Thanks for putting us in this place that we can do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all sing the solid rock as we end our service this morning. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on.
Son, Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. His oath, His covenant, His blood support me in the whelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, He then is all my hope and stay. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. All right, grandparents, go and impact and influence your grandkids. And grand-